Welcome to the Scariest Things Podcast, your gateway to the trends and tropes of the horror genre. It is episode 166, to be or not to be. (laughs) That is the question. I am your host, Eric Lee, in Portland, Oregon, joined in this stormy climate with... Mike Campbell. And down in New Orleans, where remarkably it's probably not stormy... No, it's not. Liz Williams. But I heard you guys were having a heat wave. We are. And that's the thing. Okay. It's it's, we're, it's thunderstorms. We don't get thunderstorms up here oh. very often. And, well, uh, we do. Yeah. So this is... Every we're day getting, at 3 o'clock for the next like six, yeah. six months. We're getting weather that you you would be perfectly comfortable with. It's... Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. Yeah. It, I, I love big thunderstorms. It's so... It has that uh, kind of a romantic kind of a... Uh, it's perfect spooky. to stay in and watch spooky movies. Yeah, as long That's as your power right. holds out. And again, we That's are right. Oh, and, if, and if and if our power goes bad, I'm blaming yeah. Mike Campbell because no, <laughs> no sir, Bonneville power no, sir. right there. No sir, <laughs> no sir. Mike Mike is hereby guaranteeing the Pacific Northwest will no sir will be running no sir hot <laughs> for the through the duration. No power outages. That's what he promised me. Well, it's a balmy 81 degrees here. At 8:30 p.m. So uh, Ooh, it's, it's about that here too. I think summer is here. All, all right, right. Yeah, all right. So. Enough weather talk. Let's all right. talk. Let's po- talk yeah. Tubi. Let's talk Tubi. Yeah, I was going to say poor Yorick. Uh, let's <laughs> yes. get on over to Tubi because I think that is where, uh, alas, I think that is where poor Yorick lives. He lives on Tubi on a steady diet of. Garbage. <laughs> well, so for people who don't know, yes. and maybe like Chris in the UK, I don't know if they have Tubi. Do they? Who knows? Chris, let us know. Yeah. Um, Tubi is a free streaming service. Tubi has been around since 2014. Yeah. They rose to the heights of streaming in 2020 when they were acquired by Fox right. for $440 million. That's actually so a now, deal. Yeah. Media wise, now Seems they're like probably they're they're deal. probably like rolling in in money at the moment. Yeah, 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 yeah. Tubi bucks. Um, so Tubi has a lot of stuff on it. It has ser- like cool curated groups of films. Like mm-hmm. it has New French Scream. It has Japanese stuff. It has LGBTQ films. It has live TV. It has international. Television shows, lots has, and lots of indie know, stuff, streaming series, and a lot of international and a lot of indie stuff, and a lot of horror. Probably like three hundred horror movies that are, and it's not, not even adjacent, like straight horror. And they don't just dump it into a horror category and say it's horror. They dump it into Italian giallo, giallo, yeah, horror and, comedies, and horror comedies, mm-hmm. and psychological thrillers, and slashers, yeah. and but but. Trying the, to sort through that, you have to you have to be pretty. You, you're gonna have to learn the system a little bit because initially it's like horror, and then you find the next next level yeah. down, and and then it's like horror comedy, and then or it'll make suggestions like, oh, I didn't see that the last time I scanned through it, and so. But it's, it's that's on, what like, happens to everything. I didn't see that when I just yeah. googled horror. You click on something, then you see like five more things, but. It's a relatively well curated, um, very well, site very, for very well. something yeah. free. Uh, mm, yeah. I think what it's what I would say is that they have a lot of really good stuff. They also have yeah, a lot yeah. of shitty stuff. Well, yeah. but, <laughs> right, but they've but the point is, it's not unlike say Shutter or unlike Screenbox. It's mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. a lot of good stuff, and that's it, and that's where you stop. No. And and they just they no, they, they tell you it's a it's it's a lot of stuff it's a lot of stuff it's like quadruple probably the amount of stuff on shutter probably even i'll bet it's sure but it's 10 times the amount of stuff on shutter and it's free the other thing that's pretty amazing too is that initially i think they that that uh, tubi was originally just going to regurgitate as eric put it a lot of this garbage but since uh they've actually produced nearly a hundred original films uh, and the large majority of those are horror and thriller films. And uh, the other thing that's pretty incredible is that uh, George, the George Romero Foundation has been working with the Saska sisters, Jen and Ugh, Sylvia. I just read this. Sylvia Saska. This news came out yesterday, I think. Uh, this and, is the perfect place for the Saska sisters. Yeah. And no, the, this is a bad idea. <laughs> um, well, I judged so that, one of their newest films for uh-huh. Portland Horror, and Gwen and I lasted about 
five minutes. Okay. Oh no. So it wasn't. I should well. not have said, Gwen, everybody close right. your ears. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> I lasted five minutes and said, this is crapola. Right. But, but the Turn project they're working on is an interesting one, which is they're basically going to continue on the legacy of the George Romero zombie films. And they're starting a new thing called Festival of the Living Dead. It's going to be coming to Tubi. It doesn't have a specific uh, release date yet, but it's going to be coming to Tubi this fall. So George Romero, thanks to Tubi, will live on. But I don't know if that's in the right hands. But Maybe not. Um, Maybe not. I, yeah. They I, also just put out Bury the Bride, which Joseph just reviewed for yeah. our site and gave four out of five stars. Mm-hmm. I think that was out of Panic Fest. So yeah. they're and getting some good that's stuff. A, and that's a Tubi Godless, original as well. Ex, uh, exorcism's going to Tubi. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think that, that, I mean, if you want, for example, the depth of Tubi, if you are into nunsploitation horror, yeah. this is You can spot. do it. They've you can got do it. Nude nuns with big guns. They got that one. They got Curse of the Nun. They've got Killer Nun. They got Bad Nun, Deadly Vows. They've got a, a Nun Curse 3. Uh, and, of course, if they're. When you look through nuns, it actually also brings up Guns and Roses. I don't, yeah. So it's a yeah, nun, bit nuns of a and, that's nuns and roses. Yeah, nuns and roses. Yeah, the, they the also they nuns. have a lot of um, softcore porn, uh, not yes. full on adult films. Okay, but so here's darn here's close. the question: Is yep. there anything Tubi doesn't have? Answer: I don't No. Think so. Hardcore porn. <laughs> oh, yeah, hardcore. That's porn. coming. Next. It might be in just there. We just wait. haven't gotten to the. That's right. You have to search for it. Just wait. Just wait. So what we decided to do? It doesn't have Disney. Oh, okay. well, nothing well, has Disney. N- yeah, Disney. 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 Only Disney has Disney. Disney. That's right. <laughs> Disney has Disney. But I think, but uh, that's not to say that they don't. I, I think that they do push when they have. Right now, their big thing is um, Hunger Games. Got the Hunger Games. Yeah. Uh, and so that that's a big get for them because I think that, that they're still somewhat dependent upon drawing eyes for broad audience to say this big movie that you love. We have this. Yeah. The, mm-hmm. the, but here's the catch: it's free. It, but this is. But now you're watching, the, and, and you watch some advertisements now, and it's. And it. But I think the different. The thing that that sort of dis that that that's new is that we've never had mature or let's say R-rated product that you've had to that 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 would play on network television right. or on common streaming. Maybe the closest thing would be something like The Walking Dead, sure, where you would get it. But they would actually The Walking Dead programs their their shows so that you have advertising breaks, right. Uh, so that it's, I think the thing for these, I don't know if there's a like an AI thing that goes in there and goes, here's where yeah. I'm going to put the advertising. There are sometimes where there's a like a big horrific moment, and then all of a sudden you get a da- five, four, a, three, two, one commercial DoorDash. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay. okay, it doesn't bother me. And I was like, because I was watching that, I was like. Holy shit. Wow. Yeah. DoorDash. <laughs> Although like, the number of ads are not It's not bad. They're not, not bad. cumbersome. They're not obnoxious. No. And the breaks are pretty fast. It's it's either usually a minute or 30 seconds, which yeah. I can live with every 40 minutes. Yeah. It's that's, it's that's not that bad. I think it's about every yeah. Half an hour. Okay, half an hour. I think it depends on the film. Yeah. Um, and like how many eyes they think they're gonna have on it. Because sometimes they'll do a couple at the beginning, and then you get to last watch the last hour of the film with no commercial breaks. Honestly, you tend to forget that there's advertising, and then it hits you, and then you go, "Oh, advertising!" And then you get back. You go get your snacks. Right. That's why it's it. I think like the olden days of TV. (laughs) For those of you who are penny pinching in this era of having too many streaming services, this is the perfect service. Yeah. Oh, and for sure. You know what? You know what I just noticed too yesterday is that uh, Amazon, because of the rise of Evil Dead, is you know is is wanting to hype all the Evil Dead films. Mm-hmm. So Amazon flipped the the uh, 2014, 20, Evil Dead movie back over to a paid mm-hmm. uh, film, and it's oh, now I think it's, it's free on Tubi. It's like six ninety nine on Amazon. Go over to Tubi. It's free. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me that's not a deal. That's not a deal. But here's here's the really incredible thing. So I think for uh, this episode, I watched more than any other films I have ever watched for a single film. These are the films I watched that I'm not going to talk about. Rabid Grannies. Mad Cow, Murder Cycle, Scanners 3, Bad Channels, because it has the Blue Oyster Cult soundtrack, and that was the only Blue Oyster Cult soundtrack that they ever did for a movie, let alone a horror movie. Oh, so it's an original soundtrack. It's an original Blue Oyster Cult soundtrack, and it is garbage. Uh, Corona (laughs) Zombies, Zombie 3, The 
Prey, The Legend of Carnoctus, uh, Post-Apocalyptic Commando Shark, Microwave Massacre, <laughs> Blood Orgy of the She-Devils, and as we've already talked about, Sharkula. Now, I, w- I watched- You watched all of them? I watched- The whole things? All those. All oh, of those I movies, the whole thing. I turned off probably 15 movies, yeah. like after five yeah, minutes. I will tell and you. Eric even turned <laughs> off movies. I'm, I'm not so a, proud. It's not I'm my so thing. proud. So I bailed on Rocktopussy. Yeah. I bailed on Cannibal Girls, which is Ivan Reitman's first movie. Right. I bailed on Schlock, which is John Landis's first movie. Right. I, I bailed on I Sell the Dead by Larry Fessenden. I bailed oh, on. That's I, not a bad movie. I though. couldn't. I I, I fell <laughs> okay. asleep. I just like no. I'm not. I got it. If I'm gonna go that through movie these, will come up in our next episode. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> I also uh, I bailed on Stan Helsing, which was a bad, scary movie ripoff. Uh, and what was the other one? I think, oh, um, Ouija, Ouija Ninja. I bailed on Ouija Ninja. I mean, what? I didn't write down the names of the stuff I bailed on. <laughs> Did was, you bail on uh, uh, a- Amityville, Amityville Ouija Ninja or just Ouija Ninja? There's an, <laughs> There's an Amityville Ouija Ninja? Amityville Ouija, Ouija Ninja in space. In space. So. I bailed on a lot, but I didn't write it down. Yeah. Okay. Because... What we were trying to do for this episode yep. was find the weirdest stuff we could find on Tubi, but we want it to be good. Like yeah, mine was, least, it was weird, but I made it through. Yeah, there you go. That was that was that's how Liz and I interpreted the mission. Yeah. this is actually the mayor's the the, the, the this mayor's is, this is a mayor's choice. That's right. Yeah. And and so, but we we were totally game for it because you got a lot to pick from. So, oh my gosh! And it was yeah. almost it was like trying to trying hard to figure out, and that's that's why I bailed on so many of these quickly because there were so many movies that I was kind of curious about. I wanted to be able to review something that I could recommend that you guys check out. So, right. Mike, why don't you go ahead since this is your baby? I will yeah, start with. He's, oh, I will, by the way, he has yeah. promised. He has promised that that this is his. Yeah, best, best episode. Roster. I don't yeah, feel right. like it is. No, no, no. <laughs> okay. I think nothing, <laughs> nothing can top rabid grannies and mad cow. Uh, but I will start with a 1971 science fiction horror film called The Incredible Two-Headed Transplant, oh, yes. uh, directed by Anthony Lanza. This is oftentimes confused by the with the no the black exploitation film The Thing with two heads okay, okay. <laughs> uh this one uh the one i'm talking about though the incredible two-headed transplant came out a year before the thing with two heads this stars no joke this is crazy to think of uh it stars bruce dern like one of the great greatest <laughs> actors of that generation oh, I love he's bruce. so 70s pat priest marilyn munster <laughs> and casey Kasem. not in a bit part <laughs> casey Kasem is like and this was hot off the heels of doing Shaggy as uh, in Scooby Doo, and it also stars uh, this in this giant human being, John Bloom, who did uh, the Brain of Brain of Blood, Dracula versus Frankenstein, Angels, Wild Women's, The Dark, and The Hills Have Eyes Part Two. Uh, this basically, uh, the film involves uh, Bruce Stern, who plays Dr. Roger Gerard. He's a wealthy, super wealthy scientist experimenting with head trans uh, transplantation uh and his uh the caretaker has the son Danny who is this monster of a human in real life i think the guy was like 73 oh, wow. and he was just this hulking hulking dude which made it easy to like plop somebody right behind him right and they would just, yeah, just disappear a, just a little, in his a little, shadow. A little person. Yeah, 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 so, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's it's a hysterical movie. They eventually do, of course, find a uh, an escaped mental patient and serial killer uh, who um, you know they capture. They remove his head. They put it onto uh, the caretaker's son's head. <laughs> you know the rest of the story. That's really all you need to know about it. Uh, but it's just it's just an incredible it's it's an incredible uh, well, it, it's a an incredible capsule of uh, uh, of nineteen seventy one and to see what you could do with little to no money and to see that what you could do with people who were legitimate stars. I mean, you know, Pat Priest as Marilyn Munster, she didn't she she kind of like kept working throughout her career and she did, you know, a lot of the stuff you would expect, you know, the Kojaks and the mm-hmm. the Fantasy Islands and all that kind of stuff. Sure. But I mean, she was an actual legitimate star and then you had people like Bruce Dern who was 
an emerging yeah. star, if yeah. not already he a star. Was, he was a career a career supporting cast member mm-hmm. in big time yeah. Hollywood productions. Right, exactly. And, and occasionally you get a lead actor. in a in a drama somewhere like right. Well, I'll do a little bit of Bruce Dern check in here. What do we got with Bruce Dern? But to me, to me, this is like the pure embodiment of that era. But really, it's the embodiment of the kind of insane offerings that Tubi brings to the table. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a film, you know, that I think was probably rescued from you know the trash heap of film history, uh, and that up until a couple years ago, my guess is, um, you know, there's 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 no DVD. I'm sure there's no there's no, you know, 4K treatment of the two-headed transplant. It was probably next to impossible. I, I don't even know if VHS copies of the film existed. And so for them to be able to resurrect this and offer it up to people is pretty damn cool. So, which was the one with, so with, the man with two brains was the one with Rosie Greer? Uh, no, that's, that's the thing with two heads. Thing with two heads. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay. All right. Just got to get my two-headed, two-headed this is mad science. The incredible two-headed transplant. Okay. I think, you know, it's we're going on 50 years now. I think we are due for another wave of two-headed monster films. I think it's Fair. about time. But I think if you do, you have people. to you, you have to set the rules that you have to strap a little guy to the back of a big guy. Oh, for sure. No no digital <laughs> Oh, no, recompositing. no. No, no, that no, no, count. no, no. No. Absolutely not. This <laughs> right. is all got to be two people together. Yeah, this that's, is that's, all going to be practical effects. The rules. <laughs> That's right. Well, I mean, practical effects. Giant, giant, uh, giant pair of jeans. Both people slip into them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, who is the the big guy from from um, um, oh, Game Rich- of Thrones? Um, oh, no, I was thinking uh, oh, yeah. uh, like uh, Hodor. Yeah, get, get, actually, what yeah. that's what they should do is they should have Hodor with the little kid who they who was the uh, uh, Bran. Bran. Yeah, yeah. There you it's go. Like, and then make a move. I'm, I'm sure you could make a good movie out of that. Yeah, for sure. I'd probably watch. That. All right, who's going next? Who who took the two B weird weird <laughs> right. dive? Well, I, I think I'm going to try and see because this this may be a collision between me we and Liz. We might have a collision. And if it Uh-oh. is, I have a backup, but okay. we'll see. Okay, because okay. I do not. I have the 2018 movie. Does that? Chompy and the Girls. Oh, it Chompy and the Girls is from 2021, my friend. 2021. <laughs> yes. Okay. Do you have? Do you have? So do you have Chompy yes. and the Girls? Okay. 2021. Yes, I do. Sorry. Wrong um, here. Oh no, I have it written down here. It is a 2021. I. Okay. But I did not know that our intrepid reporter Robert Zilbauer had already reviewed this for our site and it's number three on the internet when you search Chompy and the Girls. Yeah. Me. Yeah. He Chompy liked the girls. it much more than I did. What did you? What What did he give it? He gave it a three. I'm giving it a three also. Woo, really? Okay. Yeah. Oh, I give it a maybe a two. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't turn it off. Yeah. So I didn't turn it off. No. Um, it's why don't you go ahead and you 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 since I've got a backup, you can lead with with your well, impressions. Well, uh, we can goes. both get so. in on this. Um, so, uh, oh, hang on, I just switched over to my thing. Chompy and the girls is the story of a troubled woman who meets her father for the first time, and their encounter goes from awkward to alarming. Then they when they witness a man unhinge his jaw and swallow a little girl whole um <laughs> it's in the back it really is a background kind of thing there's that's they're, it yeah they're having it just a, happens in the background where they're having a discussion on a awk- park bench and uh yeah it, it is a very awkward weirdness ensues. Yeah. so now they're being followed around by this guy chompy with the big mouth uh who is trying to swallow other identical girls and chompy is also voiced by udo kier Friend of the podcast, Udo Kier. I, I will say podcast, friend of the yeah. podcast, Udo Kier, because I had a nice conversation. Yes. With you have, yeah. But um, it's a bizarre movie. I don't know if it's really horror. It's close enough Ish. for bizarreness. I mean, I think, um, the, 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 I think the first half of the movie presents itself like a monster movie, and then yeah. it goes weird science fiction in the second half of the movie. Um, but the acting is not good. It's... Okay, it's it's not it's not awful. It's 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 it's, it's passable passable acting for a movie called Chompy and the Girls, in which some guy so. runs around and his head expands to the size of a golf cart. Will there will there be fit. a Chompy and the Girls two? No, I didn't make the much money. Please, Lord, no, no. Um, <laughs> this is written and directed by Sky Brabant. Uh, nice job, Sky. It's a creative idea. Yeah, the, <laughs> definitely. This is. 
Yeah, I'll be in the. Gr- it's weird. That's yeah. weird. Yeah, I think. How the heck did Robert get his hands on it? They must have sent him a screener or something. Um, <laughs> I no, it 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 was on. I think you could get it on Amazon. I've, I've seen it on Amazon before. Oh. I've just. But it just seemed a little bit like, yeah, it's a little weird. And Folks, uh, if this sounds like something you want to see, see it on Tubi and yeah. save your Save your money. Yeah. Buy a, buy a coffee. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think. <laughs> Get weird, save a couple bucks. They, Get weird they, and save some money. They, there, there is this, this overlay of a, of a daughter trying to reconnect with her long lost dad. She's a suicidal drug addict. Right. Who. And and normally you look at these things as trying to find an analogy of the situation to the, you know, her, her, her what, tr- troubles Some and Some kind of like metaphor yeah, for what and, she's yeah. going through. I can't see you're, it. I mean, this was just yeah, like. Yeah, I was going to say you're giving this movie way too much credit. And then it's like, no, this is just like freaky. It's like a stalker who goes around, but it, but it, it does go like end of the world apocalyptic mm-hmm. through, but through waves of little girls in pink parkas. Yeah. It's a very strange concept. I, you, know, you know what threw me? I remember when Robert posted this review and I read it, but the thing that really threw me was the poster. And I saw the poster and I said, nope, not interested. Yeah. Like right from the jump. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it, it is uh, not a good poster. It reminds me of that when Slacks kind of has that like. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got that sort of. Thing. Yeah. But, yeah, but Robert also did Slacks for us. <laughs> did he? Yeah. We yes, love he you, Robert. <laughs> Taking one for the team. Taking one, take yeah. more than one for the team. All right. Okay. So what is Choppy next? and the girls. I do not have a backup. Okay. So my backup, I'll, yeah. go, to, I'll, I'll go to my backup and I'll sure. just do a little short thing for this because I think it's a, it's a curious piece because you said go weird. So I'm, I went to Ken Evernall who did, we did Baskin. Cool. Yeah. Right. Which uh, is also on Tubi. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, recommend you check out if you've got a strong stomach and a strong psyche, yeah. asking. Woo! The girl with no mouth doesn't need that kind of entry requirement. <laughs> it is, uh, this is Peter Pan in the hands of a man who gave us a trip to hell in Baskin. Right, right, right. Um, and then, and with that, you get a, a, the, a girl with no mouth. Um, right. It's a post apocalyptic story of Perry, who's a girl born with no mouth, who. Uh, th- there's been uh, some sort of a, it's it's suggested that there was a nuclear like a like fallout or something that all the children born came out mutated and without major organs, and uh, so she, she, but her her father hid her away out in the forest, and when the government stooges come to get her, uh, they kill him, and she's on the run, and she runs into a group of other little kids out in the woods. Who there's a little there's a there's a, a a young teenage boy without eyes, handsome young lad with who who's very charming, um, and he's he's the blind guy, and then there's the there's the fat kid who's got they unfortunately put a piggy nose on him because he's got no nose, um, but he's the strong he's the he's he's the muscle of the group, and there's a little deaf kid without ears named Badger, and the four of them create a group and they they self-proclaim them pirates of the realm and they go out and they scavenge the woods and hunt and it's very you know kind of has that little the the, the lost kids thing except for the threat of the lost kids is that you run into these um these evil uh uh governmental types who will shoot the kids on sight and uh, they you know so that it it is kind of a generic adventure. the The dialogue is kind of awful a lot of the times. The, uh-huh. the story's fun. Yeah, I think. Does it look well, good? It, I mean, it looks great. Like I mean, Ken Avernall does a good looking movie. Look amazing. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's and and I think he's trying to do a fantastic. He's trying to t- tune into his Guillermo del Toro side and do a dark fantasy. And I think you know, for I think if you want to show kids something like The Goonies. Yeah, or something like that. This is kind of like the Goonies. So it's a it's a gateway Turkish. horror. It is film. a gateway horror film. I, okay, I think no, it, this is not Baskin. It's not. It's not close to Baskin. <laughs> okay. but it's the, but at the same time, these kids have really grotesque. You know that they've got deformities. Yeah, and yeah. The, the little girl has to act most of the time going. Mm, 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 mm. <laughs> you know, it's like okay, well, there's limitations, right? With the act, she's she's cute. There's the 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 the, the kids create, create a bond. It's a little, you know, it, it's a it's a been there kind of a moment, and yeah, so yeah. I, I just give I probably say three stars, maybe two and a half. Okay, but if you have kids, I'd say 
great gateway kind of a thing. So if they can handle okay. that, there's a little bit of murder action. There's a lot of, there's like not everybody makes it, so it's not it's not a happily ever after kind of a thing. It's got a somewhat of an optimistic end. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like there you go, kids, be free or whoever's left, you know, that kind of thing. And that's um, so it's. Uh, it is. It was. It's, it was hard to find. I. I tried. Yeah. To, I. I had been trying to find it. I couldn't find it on, on you know the other kinds of venues. And so this was one where it's like it's on Tubi. I'm gonna have to watch this. So Girl right. with No Mouth by Can Evernall, 2019. Um, good gateway thing yeah. for for kids. They kind of have been there, done their plot. But for kids who haven't seen a whole lot of this stuff, yeah. yeah. But is it in Turkish? No. Uh, oh. No, wait. Okay. I'm sorry. No, it is in Turkish. It is in Turkish, but it's subtitled. So they have to at least be able but the to little read. girl goes mm, most of the time. Well, you, don't really need to, <laughs> so, okay. you don't need to worry about it. You know, and that's that's. It's funny you mentioned that that point, not about the little girl not having a mouth, but the fact that it was difficult for you to find because, you know, one of the things we haven't really talked about is the fact that Netflix just recently discontinued their DVD service, which basically meant it was something like 140,000 titles. And they're not going to sell it. Went offline. And a lot of those films you cannot get in any way, shape, or form Mm -hmm. unless you have a video store or unless you're willing to go dig through Goodwill and find that film. Otherwise... It's some of these films. It's damn near impossible to yeah. get. But I, I think that it should. It, it needs to be noted that Tubi rotates their films. They do, mm-hmm. and so don't take it for granted that if it's there now, yeah, it's going to be yeah. there next month. Right. Um, we they don't put know what nice little expiration dates on them. Yeah, I mean, normally. I mean, Netflix does that too. I mean, you, yeah, you, yeah. you know in advance <laughs> what what's getting cycled out. They'll say, "Now catch this," mm-hmm. and and Tubi gives sends you a memo saying. Watch these movies before they leave the library. Right. Yeah. Right, right, right. And so I, I put a couple of those on my list. So, yep. yep. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Right. So, Mike, going back to you. Yeah. Uh, since uh, 2023 is the year of The Exorcist, I decided it was high time to look at satanic witch horror, witch horror, not W-H-I-C-H, but W-I-T-C-H horror uh, in the form of... A Stranger in Our House, also known as Summer of Fear, starring... Linda Blair, Fran Drescher, and oh direct God. and directed How could this by be good? and directed by Wes Craven. Hot on what? the heels. No. Hot on the heels of this was after Wes Craven did Last House on the Left and Hills Have Eyes. He jumped over to there but before was a, Nightmare on Elm Street. He did yeah, before Nightmare on Elm Street, he did Summer of Fear. It was based on a 1976 novel, uh, uh Summer of Fear by Lois Duncan, and then oh, I, yeah. it, it originally premiered on NBC as a made-for-made-for-TV uh, movie in 1978. But then, uh, because I think it did okay and people were receptive to it on NBC, they they changed the name and released it in Europe as Summer of Fear. So they changed the name okay. from Stranger in Our House to Summer of Fear. Uh, again, super simple plot. Uh, involving a young girl who's uh, uh, who is orphaned after her parents die in a car crash, allegedly on the East Coast. She's taken in by her Aunt Leslie and Uncle Tom at their ranch in California. Uh, Aunt Leslie and Uncle Tom, uh, not that Uncle Tom, different <laughs> Uncle Tom, have a daughter and a young son. The daughter, uh, Rachel, is played by Linda Blair, uh, and Linda Blair is... Initially very excited that a, a teen relatively close in age to her is coming to stay with them. Another girl in the house, uh, she's she's giddy giddy with excitement and welcomes the idea of the stranger coming into the house. Uh, but very quickly, things start to change. Uh, plots start to get crossed. Uh, everything Linda Blair does, she is blamed for. She is continually set up by this strange visitor who turns out to be a witch. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna ruin it. Uh, but what's I guess interesting about this is is that uh, both uh, in terms of where Wes Craven was at with his trajectory. <clears throat> Linda Blair, this was also hot on the heels. She had done The Exorcist. She had done The Exorcist Part 2, The Heretic. And then she jumped right into Summer of Fear. So, I mean, in both, in uh, not so much Fran Drescher. Fran Drescher was 
a fresh, pre-nanny, fresh face. Right. Did, she did, was a fresh now, new now face. Is her nanny voice? A, is that is that an, is an affectation or is that her natural voice? I'd say, yeah, I think the nanny voice is pretty exaggerated, and she's not in the film a lot. She plays okay. one of Linda Blair's friends in 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 the film. Um, so but Lois Duncan was a big writer. She wrote "I Know What You Did Last Summer." Like these yeah. are all the teen books. Yeah, she's a Christopher Pikey, R.L. Stein, exactly. More like a V.C. Yeah. Andrews. More like right before. So like, Grady will know added. all about her. Yeah. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Grady yeah. has read Lois Duncan's book. She right. did. I know what you did last summer. This one, Killing Mr. Griffin. Those have all been made into movies. Right. Right. Well, and so and 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 Wes Craven was allegedly also inspired by Rosemary's Baby and a lot of the work that Roman Polanski had done, and that's what he was looking for was to, to build a film that was built around sort of paranoia and and suspense yeah, it's a high and bar. and the double crossing between this satanic witch and this this young girl. So why is it that we didn't? Why has the has this disappeared into the annals? Yeah. Was it because it only had a European release? Did it not have an American release? No, I think it it, it, it was an American release on okay. TV originally on NBC. Okay. Uh, who knows why it was lost to the annals of history? But uh, it is now available on Tubi, and it's cool. actually not that bad. Um, it's it does take a long time to sort of get to the punchline, uh, so it is sort of a slow burn film in that regard. But you get to see. Which I think is cool, being a huge fan of The Exorcist, and since it is 2023, you get to see the evolution of Linda Blair, which is always kind of a kind of a cool thing. Yeah, interesting. And this is before he yeah. before she did Roller. Roller was it Roller Disco? No, the Roller wow. Disco movie in 1980. Anyway, so did slightly you, before she did Xanadu. Hmm. No, she didn't do Xanadu. No, that's Olivia Newton. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. what I thought. Yeah, I think it's called Roller Disco. Okay, I'll yeah, get back. I'll get back to you on that. Okay. One. Which, I don't know. That other one, the apple, that was a roller skating one too. Yeah, wasn't it? I don't know if there was a there was a weird like Greek roller disco horror musical. Yeah, that came I out. Think that's, there. The that, that's the, the apple. apple. Yeah, and yeah. that is weird as holy. Yeah. Okay, so all right, I will tell you. <laughs> is it on? TV? Is it on TV? Check out the apple right because now. that is one of those. That is a film lost to history that I couldn't find anywhere because uh, I did. I saw it recently because my friend Todd, hey Todd, I know you're listening, has it on DVD. And the Apple is on Tubi. Yeah. It is from 1980. It okay. Is a Heck yeah. Musical. Totally. It's also called Star Rock. The music is by George Clinton. Woo. And uh, it took place in West Berlin and is con- considered to be one of the worst films ever made. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's on it's my not. horror. It's on my horror musical list. Yeah. Musical list, and I just couldn't find it. It is weird. George as hell. Clinton's in it, so ask and to be shall. That's right. Genius. This was yes. so. This was when Mike asked us to go weird. If I had known the apple was on this, was I, I would have. It would, totally yeah. it would have been on this list. Damn it! If it wasn't actually a good movie, I'm watching it is that now. movie. It's on oh, my it's list. Oh, it's totally worth watching. <laughs> okay. There are and, movies that are bad and worth watching, yes. like the apple, and then there are just fucking bad movies. Yeah. And the movie uh, that Linda Blair did, uh, where a bunch of sk- skaters band together to keep their roller disco open, is indeed called. Roller Boogie. Roller Boogie. Which is not a horror movie. That That is not a horror movie. But is that on TV? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, goodness. All right. I have uh, a film that I'm going to dedicate to the Jersey Ghouls, who a couple episodes ago on their podcast ranked all of the Scream movies. (laughs) They left one out. This is a 2018. fan fiction version film called Scream Returns. This is made by (laughs) super mega fans of the franchise. The director and or is named Jad Sharaf. He is the co-writer with Morgan Le Dantec. It's a French film. Um, And they also count Wes Craven in as the writer because I guess since it's the characters and everything. And this is created by ultra fans of the horror comedy franchise. This is a brand new story of Ghostface terrorizing an unsuspecting group of friends. But this time, it takes place in the world of video games. So instead of saying, what's your favorite scary movie? He says, what's your favorite scary video game? (laughs) And part of it is shown, like, in the video game, there's Ghostface. Outside the video game, they're like dude, get off the couch, stop smoking weed and playing video games all day long. You need to pay rent. And then Ghostface comes get you. So uh, 
it's a labor of love, but it actually looks pretty good. So uh, here's the fan here's the real question: can look pretty good. Mm-hmm. Is it better than Scream Five? Dude, <laughs> oh, she hesitated. <laughs> I am hesitating. Um, yeah, you, I mean, the original Scream is on my top twenty-five list, but the yeah. Law of Diminishing Returns has now caught up with that franchise, and the new <laughs> two films are so bad that I think that it. When we redo our lists again in another four years. I don't think Scream will hang on. <laughs> Is this better? Yeah, I enjoyed this better than the re- most recent two Scream films. There you go. Okay. There you go. All right. So, Scream scroll. Returns. Scream fans get on that. Jad Sharoff. It is in French. And, and go sense. listen to the Jersey Ghouls uh, yes. Scream Breakdown. It's a very exhaustive. They they do. Oh, they do two episodes. Yeah. Like they divide it up, I think. Yeah. So. And it is very exhaustive. Yep. And Eric, before you jump over to your next pick, mm. I will say that Roller Boogie is not on Tubi, but Ginger <laughs> Dead Man 3 Roller Boogie Man is on Tubi. And that is a horror I'm just film. Say it real quick that is a horror film. So the algorithm gets it on Tubi. <laughs> Ginger Dead Man. So, okay, so my, um, so I'm going sort of a different, l- less the goofy weird, and now to the surreal. Surreal weird, and a movie that I had heard about, but I I never got around to watching, and then I saw it show up on Tubi, and I went, all right, it's yeah. free. I'm going to check it out. Uh, this is Starfish from 2018. Have you guys seen Starfish? No. So uh, this is directed by A.T. White, starring Virginia Gardner as Aubrey, and her best friend, who is now dead, is Christina Masterson, uh, who plays Grace. And I heard about this movie from the festival circuit before we started doing Stranger Things, um, just because it was things. getting really uh, scariest things. Oh my <laughs> god! <laughs> I tripped on our own brand. Okay, close enough. Um, you you yeah. get the idea. You get the idea. You. Get back that's to right. Tubi. <laughs> right. The the science fiction horror movie uh, does a lot of weird stuff. Uh huh. Um, Think of a gloomier, quieter Mandy. There is a ton of ambiguity in this movie. Um, So Virginia Gardner plays Aubrey, a pretty young woman who is in Colorado attending the funeral of her best friend, Grace. And she is at a total loss at how to handle her grief. Um, And after the funeral and shrugging off everybody who's offering her condolences, she sneaks into Grace's apartment, which is above the bar which she had tended, and sort of squats in her old friend's apartment and surrounded by all of the memories uh, of, uh, of a friendship lost, right? And she's taking care of uh, Grace's uh, little box turtle and her jellyfish, which she feeds starfish to. I know I'm not sure exactly, you know, the I think the starfish, this, I think that the reason why I think that they refer to the movie as starfish is starfishes are notorious for you can l- remove a limb and it can grow back okay right and so this was and this is a it's a movie about healing in a lot of ways uh so the there this takes it's a slow builder so but this is about half an hour into the movie you're going is it it gonna get like supernatural here or something yeah and it does uh, because after after she spends a, a, a a good portion of time going through her old mementos and and memories um she wakes up to this the town all of a sudden had a snowstorm the previous night and the power's out and the town's abandoned uh, apparently the world is ending what and she goes out there she starts up the generator she doesn't figure it out and then there's a, she sees like one or two panicked people on the streets but the town is deserted and then something slams into her the into the bar window where she's hanging out in the in the bar just checking things out and uh, she gets a voice on the walkie-talkie telling him, telling her how to. It's like, did you op- did you listen to the audio tape that Grace left you? What she left you a mixtape. Go listen to it. And in the meanwhile, use this sound, which will scare these monsters away. And there's these these toothy aliens that are sort of running around, killing people and banging on windows. Apparently, huh? Um, and she goes upstairs, plays the mixtape, and the mixtape tell gives her instructions that says that that. The the two of the the that Aubrey and Grace used to work together at a at a radio station. Oh, okay. And what what was happening was that there was a signal that was mixed into an announcement that went out that was opening a portal to another world, and things were coming through, and they were 
and 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 the secret to actually stopping the devastation of the world is in a series of mixtapes where she layered a bunch of music on top of. Oh, I was going to say, is it, is there actual music or there's is music, there just instructions? There's, there's music, but then you can hear like an odd tone in the background. Because I, I don't think, mm. while Dexy's Midnight Runners right. is. <laughs> that's mixtape appropriate. I don't know that instructions are no. mixtape appropriate. No, but they, they, you know, they, they, there was something that, they, that there was this secret bandwidth that okay, was going through, okay. and you can hear it. And there's different. Each tape has a different set of genre of music. And as she she's on a scavenger hunt, uh-huh. trying to hide from the monsters. And every time she plays one of the cassettes, huh. her mind flashes back to a memory or flashes forward to something. There's a moment where it goes. She goes and she's in an anime sequence. Oh wow! And then there's another one where all of a sudden it's cool. a fourth okay. wall breaking, and she finds a a clacker board that says starfish on it. And Whoa. and she goes and she she all of a sudden steps out of the movie onto the set, and there's nobody there, but there's you can hear voices in the background, and you're kind of going, "Are you gonna check it out? Are you gonna see what's going on?" Oh my god, that and sounds she, incredible! And and yeah, the this meme, actually so, sounds good it, as long as Dexy's Midnight Runners. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, 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 come on, Eileen Midnight comes on. I'm turning it off. That's one of the worst songs no, ever written. No, no, no Dexy's Midnight Runners. No Falco. No Taco. No. Oh, I'll take no Romstein. You know, you're, you're not getting it. That that the 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 music. It's like that they'll have like it'll be a country tune or it'll be a a, a uh, or a gothy kind of tune. That you know the the. There's a lot. I think the the director is also a composer, and so he wrote a lot of songs. I was just going to say, who, who made this again? What was the director? Director's name, name is A.T. White. Hmm. Okay. And but has he but, done anything else? Uh, if you could look that up on IMDb, I didn't. I didn't back check what he's done, A. T. but White. but he it it is extremely personal movie because she is actually she still continues to deal with grief, and part of the there's a lot of overriding kind of ambiguity is is she dreaming. Is mm-hmm. she hallucinating? Mm. Is she dead? You know, is she all? Did she commit suicide that night in grief? You know, there's a lot oh, of things. Sure, sure. There's a lot of things. A that, short film and a uh, music video, but this debuted at um, Fantastic Fest. Yeah, this okay. is totally a Fantastic Fest kind of a movie. Yeah, all right. Sounds like um, it. And really, the alien invasion is total backdrop to this thing. It's just kind of it's a it's a MacGuffin to move the story along of how she, of how she goes on this scavenger hunt and just has to, you know, has to process this because she's less alarmed by the monsters than she is still. She, she also suffers a lot of guilt for having an affair. And I can't tell if the affair was with her best friend's husband or whether it was just something that was also going through her mind. Mm -hmm. They don't really explain that, but there's like, she runs into her boyfriend or her, 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 her ex, who might have also been her best friend's ex, and he turns around and his face is missing, and it's just this cavern of dripping blood. Do you ultimately get resolution as to what her mental disposition is? Well, it's weird. There is okay. a weird ending, and it's like, and and then it plays right, this you met, you triumphal met, you music. You met the definition of weird. It is it is a slow burner, but it's beautiful. Huh. It's quiet. She acts the hell out of this thing. Yeah. It's a one-person slow stage play, though. Yeah. But sneaking around and I don't a snowy know if this Colorado is true, But IMDb says that he wrote, directed, and scored the film, and every cent he makes from it is donated to cancer research. Yes, Aww. because he did. He did this. There were two things that happened right before he made the movie. He had. He was. He, he went through a divorce, mm-hmm. and his best yeah, friend died of cancer. Oh hmm. man. And so it was this kind of a thing where it. This is a movie about him processing his own grief. All right. Uh, that so, really cool. well, good Starfish. job. So. Good job, At White. Yeah. 2018. Okay. There's there were actually there's a second Starfish movie about a guy who's missing both of his arms and his legs, and he's just a guy lying <laughs> that on the. Sounds more like. It's like what that, 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 that was more of the weird to be. <laughs> I suppose this is weird, but it's quietly pretty weird. Okay. okay. Mike. Well. Oh, that's right. It's Mike. Uh, all right. Well, I will uh, get back into the garbage heap that is Hoop Tubi uh, with a 1986 get weird, get um, weird. American slasher film called Blood Hook. Uh, this is directed by Jim Mallon. And if you have ever been into a video store or seen a book about VHS tapes, you have seen the cover of 
Blood Hook. I guarantee it. Uh, this stars a bunch of nobodies except for Mark Jacobs. 100%. Mark Jacobs is the guy from Goodfellas that Ray Liotta beats the crap out of in one of the most brutal scenes in film history. That Mark Jacobs is in this. Wait a film. minute. Is this the is it does this one have like a fishing lure on the cover? It no. sure does. Yep. <laughs> and this this film follows a group of young people who arrive in a northwest uh, northern Wisconsin town during oh God, the musky totally right. the musky fish fishing festivals <laughs> where a series of bizarre disappearances and murders are occurring. So this was originally distributed by Troma, and the thing that I huh. really killed me was that I and I don't know that there's a longer version that exists, but when the film was originally put out in 1987, uh, 1986-87, uh, the Motion Picture Association of America threatened to give the film an X rating. <laughs> What? How much did they have to cut? Is it like a I don't know short film now? Okay. I, I don't know. I don't know. But the the film is you know the film is essentially like um, you know it's it's a mishmash of sort of all the 1980s slasher films. This one, uh, it's a young boy uh, Peter Van Cleese who is uh, fishing with his grandpa as a six year old, and his grandpa is overtaken by some sort of supernatural uh, force while fishing on the dock. He falls into the lake. Body's never recovered. Fast forward 17 years later. Now, Peter is a college graduate, and he comes back with all of his party buddies during Musky Madness, the <laughs> summer, the, the annual and fishing festival. Is it, as in the, the, what is it, the muskellunge? Is that the name of the fish? The, the, it's a pike. It's oh. Not, like, that's not musky like stinky musky. It's no. musky the... Yeah, the, the the lake the lake fish. Right, 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 yeah. right. Um, so yeah, the the film does play out largely like any 1980s slasher film. The unique p- part to this, and probably the weird element, is the fact that all of the deaths come courtesy, almost all come courtesy of a giant musky fishing hook, which are those huge huge setups where they have like four or five of the massive hooks attached to them because muskies muskies are like freshwater barracuda yeah yeah, yeah. they're huge yeah and so uh the the practical effects the amount of blood and just the cringe-worthy pain on these actors faces (laughs) as they're getting hooked with these giant hooks (laughs) Is a sight. It makes to, no sense. It is a sight oh, to behold. But the supernatural element of the film and the thing that's driving everyone crazy, including the killer in this case, who also happens to be a Korean War veteran who has a metal plate in his head, is the thing that's driving everybody crazy is the frequency of the cicadas. And the cicadas are what drives everybody crazy every 17 years and causes them during the Musky Madness Fest Festival to, to go mad. To go mad. Yeah. It's I oh, I had a lot I had a lot of fun with it. I, okay. I initially I was like, yeah, I don't know about this. But I have seen this guy Blood God, Hook. I have seen the goddamn Blood Hook poster and the video cassette tape so many times for the right. better part of 40 years. I was like I've got it's time. I've got to see Bloodhook. I, I will, and this was my opportunity to not only see it, but to rationalize why I saw it and to enjoy the fact that I saw it by way of Tubi. I hope that Tubi doesn't wean you off of movie madness, because this seems like something that you would find in the in the back in the back corners of the weird the weird section of movie madness. Oh no. But I this mean, is this it is sounds like they Tubi are is, uh, yeah. perfect together. Yeah, Tubi is the movie madness for for everybody that doesn't live in Portland. That's right. Um, although um, in 2018 they did do a Blu-ray version, um, they did a uh, original like a two a 2K scan of the 16 millimeter negative, and then Vinegar Syndrome released it. So, yep. yeah. Oh, so, okay. so if yeah, if you don't have Movie Madness and you can't get it to be, you can always go to uh, Vinegar Syndrome because yep. they're going to have a lot of this stuff too that's kind of fallen into the trash heap of yep. horror history that you can't get access and to. This is for uh, Chris Cleland if uh, Britain doesn't have Tubi. Yeah, get a vinegar, yeah. get a yeah, get a, get a region a- region free DVD player and get Vinegar Syndrome. Okay, Liz. Get one for Chris. Okay, all right. My next one 
I went by title alone and runtime. <laughs> this is a sweet 62-minute yeah. film okay. called Bloody Muscle Bodybuilder in Hell. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You definitely, yeah. You went weird. Okay. It is a 1995 J-horror movie directed by <laughs> and you know what, Shinichi Fukuzawa. Yes. And Eric, you know what this is, right? The Japanese Evil Dead. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it is bad shit crazy. Oh, you've seen it. Good, oh, oh I hell did yeah. Not know okay. that this is like a thing. So, because I'll tell you what, there's some reviews on it and stuff, but there's no Wikipedia page except for the German Wikipedia page, which I am translating and stuff is pretty funny. Uh, so, I am also using a website from a reviewer called Voices from the Balcony. Um, okay. So, this was shot and edited on Super 8 over years. Um, and <laughs> it is uh, was released then by Visual Vengeance. And they are an imprint devoted to obscure films. Okay. So, the, the star, Shinichi Fukuzawa, he wrote it, directed it, and stars in it. He gets a call from his ex-girlfriend that she's uh, writing about haunted houses, but needs his help with her current project, a house formerly owned by his father. In the opening in the movie, his father has murdered his girlfriend in the house because it seems that she's possessed, and he, like, telltale hearts her and, you know, uh, hides her in the floor underneath the tatami mats. So, 20 years later... We're going to have to go into this haunted house and uh, batshit craziness is going to ensue. <laughs> it didn't make me think of Evil Dead. It really made me think of um, Hauzu with a little bit of Jew on the grudge because they got those like white faces and they're like, ah, like the way uh, <laughs> the little kid from Jew on looked. Uh, it's... I don't know how I could say it's a slow burn when it's only 62 minutes. But the, <laughs> and it's <laughs> over. <laughs> the action kind of really comes in and like halfway through and then it goes crazy. So that was the melting facey picture thing that I sent you guys saying, get ready. Um, it also has, you know, some great lines that is like, uh, the shotgun isn't my weapon. My muscles are. Um, <laughs> he doesn't yeah. really have that big muscles. He's kind of more like a Bruce Lee size, not like a, he's, he's, he's not, not the he's rock. Right. Okay. Like he's a, I was like, okay, he's bloody. Yes. Muscle bodybuilder? No, like he hits the CrossFit gym. In hell, mm, it's an abandoned apartment. But hey, like, <laughs> I sure. mean, yeah, that might be your personal hell. Yeah, 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 yeah it yeah. might be your personal. Yeah, yeah, hell. there He's you go. Stuck in an abandoned apartment, full of ghosts. Um, but there is eyes popping out, heads getting cut off, people getting cleaved. It's the Japanese Evil Dead, and it's totally worth your sixty-two minutes. Nice. Also. It to be recommended to me uh, some other things that I might like after this. And one of them was our uh, Meatball Machine. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah there you go. <laughs> meatball Machine Koduku also, which is yeah. the newer version. Those right. Things, yeah. That is... That's batshit crazy stuff. I, w I thought about See? doing it again for this for, for for the weirdest stuff I found on Tubi, but I've already watched it. Yeah. Yep. So, so yep. watch both and then yeah. listen to Eric talk about it in our J-Horror. Yeah. Love Meatball Machine. That is so yep. weird. So... Bloody muscle bodybuilder in hell. Yeah, and yes. it didn't it didn't actually get a release, even though it was it came out in nineteen ninety five. Twenty twelve is when it came like uh, it was released. Yeah, but then it didn't even get like an international release until like years later after that, even. Wow. Yeah. So it's, it's only it's, it's only been a recently. Film. Okay. They did throw yeah. this up on we'll get, I'll, I'll throw Shudder a little love today, even though we're we're talking Tubi, but they did throw this up on Shudder, I think last year. Oh, did they? Yeah, I, so you can you see know it on what? Shutter I love Shutter, but I don't dig through Shutter. It's yeah, I I go to Shutter for other things. Yeah, uh, I, I think I, I go Shutter for uh, TV content. Sure, sure. And less 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 movies nowadays. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, last one for me. Uh, this is uh, this will be one that I, I bet you Liz is pretty familiar with. Um, but it is, uh, and it is horror adjacent. Um, mm -hmm. but it is. Yeah, this, well, it's a Gaspar No movie. Oh. Uh, this is Enter the Void, uh, mm -hmm. 2009. I haven't seen this one yet, though. You haven't? No. You okay. know why? I don't like drug movies. Okay, you're not going to like this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to see people yeah. just high. Yeah, uh, this, is this is less a straight horror movie, like 
many of Gaspar's movies yeah. are. Uh, it uh, resides uh, at the fringes of the genre. It has some scenes that are truly horrific, though. To be okay. sure, there are things that will make you your just your stomach churn. Um, for the purposes of weird, this is definitely fits. There's a lot of things that make this a weird movie. It's it's an experimental art film. Sure, you know, like a lot. Again, this is Gaspar. No, no way. No way. Yeah. I mean, even this movie. Another warning. A trigger warning. This will give you headaches if you have that, like seizure issues. Yeah. Uh, it, there's strobing effects constantly. Is this rapey? This movie. He seems to have a constant threat of rape through most of his movies. Not rapey. I'll get to some of the other stuff. Rape-ish. <laughs> well, there's some things that'll make. I mean, I, I think a lot of things that would make women feel really. Yeah, uncomfortable he, about it. Okay. Good at that. Um, I really okay. liked Climax though, and I liked I love Lux Climax. Eterna that yeah. I yeah. reviewed maybe last right. year or whatever. Was, but I can't. Yeah. yeah, I'll never watch Irreversible. I can't yeah. go no, there. And, not, and this one, yeah, yeah looked a little. He's not as bad as Lars von Trier in that way. Uh, I have watched all of Lars von Trier's movies. I know he's a misogynist. Yeah, but his stuff doesn't seem yeah. to. I yeah. don't know. I don't. Yeah. I know I would not recover from watching yeah. Irreversible, so I yeah. never will. This is, you know, I think. Um, it's the opposite of what Liz just did, which was sure. uh, a sixty, a sixty-minute, you know, quick. This oh, is two no. and a half hours of yeah. uh, of no, thank you. Uh, this, yeah, I know. <laughs> of of movie um, of art house experimentalism, but it is actually very watchable. Uh huh. With caveats. Sure. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. Oscar is a low-level drug dealer in the neon-lit Rapungi district of Tokyo, which is full of bars, casinos, and sex clubs. It is grimy. It is also sumptuous. It is very neon. It's like hyper-neon. Uh-huh. Um, and Oscar is also a young man of tragic circumstances who was orphaned as a child along with his little sister and is now living a life of peddling hallucin- hallucinogens. He is also a junkie, and any time that you have to say, I'm not a junkie. You're a a junkie. (laughs) Right. His sister, who he rescued from foster care, because now resides with him and works, has taken up working as a stripper in one of the local clubs. Right. His best pal, who got him into dealing, also has left him a copy of the Tibetan Book of the Dead, which talks about. As you you do. Yeah. And so, like, for a lot of people who like like their uh, hallucinogens. Hey man, go on a trip. This is like the, it's like they say this is about as close as this is what like going getting going dying is like. And it's like it's the it's the best trip in the world. And so on a delivery of uh of some I think it's EDT was the drug that he was delivering to his his best friend Victor. He was set up and betrayed and he got shot in a sting. He got he caught in a sting and is shot dead while trying to flush the the uh the the product down the toilet. And that's act end of act one. <laughs> Our lead protagonist is now dead. Um, but you spend rest, the rest of the time floating in and out of the lives of the people. He, it, it pulls back and it shows and it flashes. There's a lot of flashing back to when, to the incident that orphaned him. Also that it, it shows a lot of the horrible decisions that he made. It's a, it, it, it's like he, he fled to Tokyo, didn't know what to do, fell into the world of drug dealing as a, as a, as an one, he's a user. Two, so he knows his product, and then he starts peddling it around to the, a lot of the clubs. It, it's it, he's a really problematic protagonist, mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, yeah, I mean, he seems like he's he's a kid who wants who who's doing this because he needs to make make ends meet, and he's trying to take care of his kid sister. Of course, his kid sister's not making the best decisions in the world, working in this sleazy club, um, and. You know, the, you see the repercussions of all the awful. This, the the it's a sad domino tower in mm-hmm, cyberpunk mm-hmm, neon. Mm-hmm. Okay, As you see this. Yeah, you see the whole. Does it the, calibrate the more to from what, everything you're describing? It sort of calibrates more to sci-fi than horror, or is the horror it's, just come from the? It's the really. It's 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 not so much science fiction. Okay, I mean it's other than it's like you're. An out of body experience. Sure. This is right. you're floating. The one of the, the the magic things about this movie. It's making me think like Re- Requiem for a Dream. Very yes. Okay. Requiem okay. for a Dream would be a, would be. It's not maybe as depressing as Requiem for a Dream. Yeah. Okay. Few um, things are. But but the but the camera will drift <laughs> Few in. Things are. It, it zooms into bodies and out of bodies. It pans. Okay. Okay, cool. It pans quickly over whole landscape, urban landscapes in uh-huh. Tokyo. It's just amazing what they do with the, okay. these like these dolly shots and stuff. Um, you know, I think it, it's, uh, you, you, 
there, well, one thing I would say is that Enter the Void is a movie that should be required for all juniors and high school health courses. <laughs> Yet this is probably an NC. From it is an NC seventeen movie. If it ever got a rating, it's loaded with hardcore depictions of drug use, sex, and a horrific car crash, and an abortion. Yeah, are drugs are drug scare movies even a thing anymore? Is this that is, a- I mean, the, one of the things that it, it actually is, it's like, I mean, you can see the, the, you know, it actually follows him on a trip, and the trip is kind of, it's it's wild. It's straight yeah, yeah, yeah. up. Gaspar Noe's uh, favorite movie is 2001 A Space Odyssey. Right, right, right. And he cops to that, but really pumps up the, the digital effects and the kinds yeah, of, yeah. and it's a kaleidoscope. If you're, if, if you're on, if you're tripping while watching this, you'll have... Yeah, it'll be it'll Bad be awesome. Trip, probably. Uh, yeah, and then all of a sudden you realize the folly of it because you'll see that the ruin that it puts upon everybody who touches this. Right, right, right. Um, so right. it shows you it's like that's the 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 the, the awful consequences. Um, also, it's like where do babies come from? It answers that question for you. Oh, it's I, sex I, I know. And then there's like I know the the end sequence. It's like <laughs> it shows both. I don't a, need an answer. Yeah, a near it's pornographic time to learn, Mike. After this and a near. Yeah. <laughs> The the some, one of the closing sequences of a near impossible shot of conception is kind of crazy, and it's okay. like wow. Okay, you're not going to get an R rating with this thing. This thing's like you get this the penis cam. The probably. penis cam, yeah, yeah, yeah or yeah, yeah, the yeah. vaginal cam, or right, right, whatever. Right, it's right, like right, right. Um, and then also it's like a it's GoPro. Like, yeah. <laughs> and uh, it also has uh, you know why why should you wear seatbelts? One of the nastiest car wreck sequences I've seen in memory. And also what happens with an abortion. And it shows an actual abortion procedure. It's um, it's eye-opening. Okay. <laughs> and unsettling. That's where so no rapey scenes. Sure. Okay. There is there there's like bad decision sex. There's also yep. lots of random people sex because that's a Gaspar Noe thing. Yes, um, it is. And it's not I mean it's it's hardcore, but it's not porn because it doesn't it's not titillating. It's yeah. kinda it's trippy. Yeah. Yeah. And okay. and, and there's okay. like weird lights, the whole thing. So weird movie, mm-hmm. art house, extreme. Yeah. But it's fascinating. It's a okay. I mean, I I stuck with it for the full two and a half hours. I didn't get bored, Oof, even though it was so a, it was it was gauzy and I mean partly because the the characters, these are they're husks of people, but you sort of fall in love with them even though they do yeah. stupid shit. Okay. So. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I think it's safe to say that Tubi is. I think one of the descriptions of Tubi I read, and there's not a lot of descriptions online, is over the top. And I think that is fair. a very fair description of this Fox Corporation holding over yeah. the top. Yeah. Uh, but for anybody who doesn't want to go to some of these weird ones, I just want to list off super yeah, fast yeah. some of the best things that you can see on Tubi. Yeah. First of all, you can see the entire series of the Hannibal TV show, which <laughs> yep. I am now rewatching. <laughs> yeah. Mads Mickelson. Audition. Yeah. Invitation. Yeah. Martyrs. Yeah. Baskin. Don't Breathe. Train to Busan. Bone Tomahawk. Brawl in Cellblock 99. Autopsy of Jane Doe. The Poughkeepsie Tapes, and my number one film from 2020, Bloody Hell, is yeah. now Yeah, on okay, TV. that's right. So I, I have also on my good watches, uh, one of, uh, uh, Blew My Mind, which is oh, yeah, one, of the, one of the ones that keep, gifts, keeps on giving on my website for the people mm-hmm. keep hitting that review. Oh, the Farm. Yeah, The Farm is also on here. <laughs> uh, a Dark Song, uh, The mm. Void, Witching and Bitching, Grabbers, mm-hmm. Making Monsters, The Hollow, Killer Sofa, I almost did that one for weird. The Night Eats the World, Meat, Meatball Machine, I also get yeah, yeah. Koduku, and yeah, that's, and I also said, and by the way, if you want to watch The Farm, it's there too. <laughs> and, and if you want to know all about it, you can read my review. Yes. <laughs> so Keep yeah, the hits I, on that this one. was, I, I, I will admit that, um, that this was something where, Eric, I, you, that you I, guys, I had to get I, I you guys I had to get coaxed into into doing into getting into Tubi and, I, and totally you guys didn't it. even list a single one of the Giallo films on Tubi. It is no, like no because there are so like weird, many. Oh yeah. no, but I know. I'm just saying, oh, yeah, like in, yeah, in yeah, terms yeah. of in terms of like good films that you could watch. Well, Suspiria and then the whole group of all of them. Like yeah. you, my, <laughs> what is it? Love is a vice and your heart holds the key. Or yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Actually, that one's cool. But I, I mean, like yeah. the, I think the thing that's incredible, though, is like, you know, every year, like usually once a year, Shudder will package up uh, a handful of Giallo films. Mm-hmm. The, mm-hmm. This is like, 
it, it's not a handful. It's a no, goddamn. Like it's 60. a truckload yeah. of yeah. Giallo films. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I think it's the like the foreign the foreign stock is terrific. In, yeah. In, yeah. Gen, in general, lots of J horror, lots of K horror. Yeah. Um, yeah, a, a lot of uh, K uh, action movies yeah. too. Like the mm-hmm. there's one. What's it called? Like the cop, the gangster, and the devil. That's yeah. really yeah. good. Kung fu stuff. Um, I, I'm gonna. I've, yeah. I've already put on my watch list a movie called Chocolate, which is this little tiny uh, Vietnamese martial arts girl who uh-huh. just is like a like a blazing pinwheel of action. So and I haven't gotten to see, it. and you can't. The thing is, that's a, that that again something only I could find on Tubi. It's not right. it's not on Amazon. That's right. And I was going to conclude by saying, uh, all I'm hearing tonight is Tubi. You need to come on as a sponsor of the Scariest Things podcast. Normally, I'm facetious about these kind right. of things. In this case, yeah. I am 100 percent serious. We are we are totally willing to fly <laughs> a banner you, for Tubi. <laughs> yeah, we will have you. So, uh, a bit of advice for as 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 a closing uh, closing uh, tagline. Yeah. From Chompy and the Girls, <laughs> don't bite off more than you can chew. Yes. Take that with you, everybody. Me. You've already done that. <laughs>